Hey, it's the I'm Kate After Show on AfterBuzz TV. Tonight, we're talking about the season two finale called Houston, We Have a Problem. So stay tuned. You're tuning into the destination for TV superfan discussion, AfterBuzz TV. And now, let the buzz begin. Hello, hello. It's the I Am Kate After Show, season two, episode eight, the finale. Can you believe we're I here? I cannot believe it. I know. It went by fast, it I think. It did go pretty fast, right? yeah. yeah. We're going to talk about it. Let's do some intros, though. I'm Jeffrey Masters. I tweet from Jeff Masters one What's up, everyone? I'm Thomas Erlina, and you can find me at Thomas Erlina on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. Awesome. And, of course, you can always comment and subscribe on iTunes and YouTube. We love hearing from you there. Let's get to the episode. Yes. The bitter finale. Houston, Texas. Houston, Texas. You gotta have Beyonce. Of Beyonce. Mm -hmm. Thomas pointed that out. I forgot. <laughs> <laughs> Please forgive me, fans. Um, I, okay, so we have a lot to talk about, but first, I feel like the entire season, the entire series is just about the education of yes. Caitlyn Jenner. Mm -hmm. A baby trans person and getting her up to speed if you will, about how to operate. How successful do you think they were, scale of one to 10? I think they, I honestly think they were a 10. Oh my God, Thomas, really? I really do. Are you pandering? No, I think that, you know, they really gave it to Caitlyn exactly how they felt. Each one had a different opinion, and I think Caitlyn got a piece of each of their opinions. Okay, were you worried season, uh, episode one, though? A little bit, okay. just slightly. Yeah. What are, what are your thoughts? Um, uh, I, I I wasn't worried per se, just because I always saw her trying. Mm -hmm. I didn't always agree with what she was saying, but I, I saw her listening. And as Kate Bornstein pointed out at the end of this episode, you know, you have listened. And um, I, I like that they brought up on screen, because we've talked about before, that she is an like, unwitting mm -hmm. um, icon. Yes. She didn't transition um, because she would be like the face of transgender, mm -hmm. you know? She didn't even realize that going into it. I don't think, yeah, I think that's a great point. Mm -hmm. And I don't think she had a choice in the fact. Yeah. So as Chandy said, you know, we don't tell you, you do, you're doing well mm -hmm. enough. And yes, you have, there are some issues that we need to talk about, but yeah. like, you're doing great. And yeah. um, I agree. I think it's encouraging. I think it's encouraging for Caitlyn to just push and do better. Because I feel like she's seen the impact that she has and she's using her voice now. So I feel like it's it's good. I'm yeah. happy about it. And we saw um, Amara uh, Keisling, uh, sorry, Mara, yeah, Keisling mm -hmm. from the uh, National Center for Transgender Equality. And she was so blunt in saying, uh, there have been some big issues, but you are changing the world. Exactly. Huge, yeah. Um, we're going to talk about all of Caitlyn, but I think we should knock out the Ella storyline. Mm -hmm. That was powerful. Did You thought so? Uh, no, I feel like I'm, that sound, makes me sound really skeptical. <laughs> <laughs> it was powerful. Mm -hmm. um, I loved that perspective. Yes. It, it's good to hear from a family member who did have a hard time mm -hmm. because the Kardashians on camera um, maybe was a smoother transition yes. than typical trans uh, family of trans people. Mm -hmm. It was kind of out of left field for me, though. Really? Yeah, I don't know if... If if I thought it was necessary, I think it was very necessary. Do you? I do. Why is that? I think because there's so many people out there that are dealing with these issues and the foundation of you know growing into your transgender 
life you need somebody that's going to be supportive and you're going through this journey on your own so having her dad on the show i feel like it's encouraging for people out there to see you know with time yes you can get to where you want to be and i feel like with peter being on the show i thought that was really cool you know there needs to be more peters out there yeah i i i agree and i thought it was great to see I just thought it felt a little bit forced. You think so? Yeah, I, think I was it thinking felt that because I, I agree with everything you said, but it felt a little bit icky. Yeah, like I thought when we were watching the episode, I wanted to know: Did she prep her dad? Like, you know, we're gonna say something on camera. Do you feel like? Did you feel the realness of that conversation? I felt the realness of the actual conversation, but getting there, mm. I think that it felt like the producers like oh. producing this moment, and then like the buildups of. Jennifer Finley Boyling going to her saying that she needed to have this conversation. Yeah. You know, this is Ella is what is she, 18 or 19? Yeah. Do we know? She's not even 21. She's mm-hmm. drinking chocolate milk. <laughs> so let's say she's 18. Yes. Ella has 18 years to become this amazing mm-hmm. girl. And it's it's not gonna take her father 18 years. Clearly he's getting a lot faster, but it takes him time. Yeah. And I think that you can't always change the way your parents think and feel, and mm-hmm. you can't always, unfortunately, hold them accountable for their behavior. Yeah, we did see her, you know, going back and forth, deciding if she wanted to do this or not, but regardless, I think it was a good choice for her to do it on camera because viewers out there that are dealing with things like this need to have the encouragement to kind of hash it out and get to a better place. Yeah. So I felt like that with like we came full circle with the dad saying, you know, I love you. And, you know, I don't know. That was my thoughts. And, and thank God we had the resolution. Mm-hmm. You know, we got the one we wanted. We didn't get her singing. <laughs> You, I didn't even realize that. Yeah, um, yeah. Thomas brought up that uh, we have singing. Where was that? The trade off for Ella to sing and Candace Kane and Caitlin would kiss, and we yes. got the kiss. We got the kiss. <laughs> the kiss that all the tabloids, Us Weekly, everybody's putting out. Should we like tweet at her and like yell? Like I want like a vine. Yeah, I want to hear her voice. I know. I was very curious. Yeah, I, I'm. I also. I've been fascinated, like, reading about how hormones and transitions uh, can change your voice. Mm-hmm. Usually it's not that drastic, but um, Our Lady J, who is on a, a writer for Transparent and a musician, mm-hmm. her voice is incredible. And I just want to, like, know more about how that affects things. I think That's it's fascinating. True. But speaking of the kiss... that. Mm-hmm. I- <laughs> I don't want to be I don't want to be bashing because I really actually love this episode. Mm-hmm. But again, it just felt like why are we like pandering to the Candace Kane Caitlin storyline? I don't know why we're bringing this up. Uh, they are just running with it. It's just going to be a continuation. Hopefully, we'll get another season and we'll see it evolve more. But I don't know. They just are holding on to that. You know, because of that, and because Caitlin is like this alpha type, mm-hmm. I. I, I see. Um, I don't. I don't think that any of that is helping her cause for saying that like she wants to date uh, men, and whether she wants to date men or not, like it doesn't actually matter. Mm-hmm. But um, you think to, she's confusing people? I think it's confusing to people who like don't get it. You know, the people who want to label um, people gay, straight, this, that. Mm -hmm. And I think that they're seeing this chemistry between Caitlyn and a lot of women. I know. Well, Caitlyn hasn't gone through the full, you know, right surgery yet right so i think she's just having fun i think it was a light moment um yeah you know 
Um, yeah, bring up the surgery because she said she doesn't want to date at all. Exactly. Until she has it and she's still uh, bottom surgery and she's still deciding whether or not she wants to have it. Yeah, so Gender I Gender confirmation like, surgery. Exactly. I feel like she's just having fun. I feel, feel like Candace is just having a good time, but I know what you mean. It, they really are holding on to the whole kissing and the whole relationship with them too. Yeah. They're not going to let it go. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I do see this like beautiful friendship. Yeah, I, I, and I will see say though that I see a lot of people who have incredibly close and affectionate and like physically affectionate relationships mm -hmm. um, when those are pure friendships. Mm -hmm. And I, um, I have like a stone cold heart, so I that's very oh. foreign to me. <laughs> but I see that Candace is a very touchy feely person, so yeah. I see that this she would accept that. She's so well rounded. She literally is one of those friends that you have. That I mean, she was so encouraging with Ella to talk to her dad. She just knows how to talk to people. So yeah. I'm hoping that she does find you know the season we went through all these episodes of her really wanting to have that fairy tale and she deserves it in my opinion are you a little bit let down that in like the Candace Kane's fairy tale storyline we didn't get a uh, resolution to adopting I know that that's something that they uh, didn't bring back that was just for last week but yeah that's a, that's a story to have. That's a story to talk about. There's more to dive into with I Am Kate. Yeah, I guess they finished it last episode. I just didn't think that it was finished. Yeah. I thought we like left it open-ended. <laughs> but who knows? It was at that dinner where they did kiss that they brought up the quote that Caitlin said, you know, if you look like a man in a dress, it makes people uncomfortable. That was a mistake. That's a, a huge mistake. It, um, it just goes against so much that we've been fighting for. And yet... I saw Caitlyn listening, and I think she got it. She did get it. I am firm that she really recognizes her mistake. She is just coming into this, what, last year? Yeah. To have all these months and come this far. It's like when you make mistakes, you learn, you move on. Yes. But you take everything that you made a mistake on, and you do better. And I feel like that's the type of person that she is. She's I, a motivational speaker. She is. And she's still figuring out everything. It's hard to transition mm -hmm. to come out as transgender and immediately you know be the role model for all trans everything it's a huge job yeah that's not easy you know tr i think that uh laverne cox is an uh, example of somebody who always speaks incredibly eloquently mm -hmm. uh, about being a woman about being trans about um like representing both of these things uh and being a uh, woman uh, an actress of color mm -hmm. on tv like what that means um she was able to figure this out before she got famous, before yeah. she's in the public eye. Mm -hmm. And here is Caitlyn Jenner on this reality show, and that's what makes it so special. Yes. And I think it's so important that we had this discussion because gender queer people and gender nonconformers are so invisible in pop culture. Mm -hmm. And the icons that we have, like the Laverne Coxes, and we mentioned Janet Mox, these are people who are so um, conventionally female. Mm -hmm. You wouldn't, if they're walking on the street, you wouldn't bat an eye. And that's not every trans person. Not every trans person um, wants to like be that. Mm -hmm. Not every trans person can and has the means. Um, you know, like, like, and I think just like having that conversation, it reminded me of all the issues going on. Um, and not all the issues, but it's been an issue with the Danish girl yes. and Dallas Buyers Club mm -hmm. that these are beautiful incredible movies but it just perpetuates the stigma that it is a man in a dress because these are male actors you know playing trans women instead of trans women playing trans women 
I think with that mistake that she made, I think that one stood out the most because that did affect, you know, during the time of the Hero Act and everything that was going on, it just kind of turned everything to the left when we were going straight. I agree. And I so agree. it was just poor timing. But again, Caitlin is learning. We're seeing all these mistakes. When are we ever going to see another reality show like this where they're making these types of mistakes on camera? They're vulnerable. I mean, they're doing the best that they can, but we have millions of people out there that are just down you every single time. It's so, I know it's a reality show and it's edited and it's not real, but it's also so real. It is. Like the struggle that Caitlyn is having now, mm -hmm. uh, figuring out how to operate as the face of transgender. You know? I think she's gonna elevate. I feel like this is good and I feel like Laverne Cox too. I mean, them two together would be a good conversation to have, like just to see the yeah. dynamic and to see what Laverne thinks about how far Caitlyn's come and other other women outside of her circle. I don't think we could ever find out for a fact though, just because Laverne Cox is so uh, well trained and as a um, like speaking publicly. Mm -hmm. I don't think that she would ever come out and have like something critical to say yeah. because I think she also knows how much positive change Caitlyn is having. Mm -hmm. I keep calling Caitlyn Jenner the face of transgender. Maybe the face of transgender people sounds a little bit better. Yeah, right? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I just, I just feel like that's not uh, it's sounding as classy yeah. as I try so desperately to sound like. Um, okay, you mentioned the Hero Act. Yes. We saw the commercial in the episode today. I, when I was watching it, I literally was just like shocked. I mean, they did a really good job at making people believe that that was really what was going yeah, on. A great job in the, the worst way. Exactly. <laughs> I was like, wow, like, I'm not surprised, like, the way things turned with seeing that type of commercial with the child, yeah. the older man. No. It I'd never seen it before, had you? No, that's why I was really surprised. Oh God, it just is echoing so many things happening right now in North Carolina, mm -hmm. my home state, baby. <laughs> um, it's just so fascinating too that for so many years we were trying to, we, the uh, not we, the politicians, let's say, mm -hmm. dirty politicians, <laughs> were trying to limit the rights of the LGBTQ community. And now the whole trend with this is trying to preserve the rights of, you know, in this example, Christians yes. and the larger population. And I think it's um, fascinating in a horrible way that they've picked transgender people in bathrooms as the issue I when know. that hasn't been an issue. Exactly. I feel like they're just, all the work that has been done to get this far we're seeing everybody just trying to destroy that yeah. and it's very unfortunate that they're using transgender issues as something to you know run with it's awful yeah and then caitlin says that she doesn't want to get involved politically in small things like that i was really happy that at the end of the episode she realized that she needed to step in. She needed to step in. <laughs> that bathrooms aren't a small issue. It's something Caitlin, that people on use. Yeah. And for her to say that I'm just focused on the bigger issues, it's like, okay, but if like a trans person in the media like you isn't like supporting trans people, then like you can't expect other people to. Exactly. It starts with you. And I thought that that came across. Yeah, I did. I feel like it did come across because Caitlyn is just one person out there, but that one person is a huge, I mean, she's in the public eye. She's part of the Kardashian family. She, everything that she does is under a microscope. So yeah. anything positive that she could do out there for the trans community is gonna be more press, more publicity. I mean, we're, we're seeing her like on 
you know, H&M ads, Mac ads. I mean, she's out there and with that voice and that opinion and just the drive to change things, I feel like she could do so much more. I agree. And then um, during the season premiere around like that week, she came out in the news saying that she wants to be the trans advisor for Ted Cruz. You know, she got a lot of flack for that. Um, a lot for me, too. <laughs> and this, it was just like baffling to me that we had the conversation about Ted Cruz today mm -hmm. on the episode. And yet now, how many ever months later, she came out and said that. Now, thinking back on it, what she actually said was, I want to be a trans advisor to him. You know, maybe she's just saying, like, I want to help, like, him to realize that trans people are normal people mm -hmm. and may, like advise him in that way as opposed to like standing next to him at a rally and saying vote for this man I yeah you know, I, I completely agree maybe it's more honorable than that yeah I think that what that means is you know she's learned all this education and she wants to give it off to somebody else who possibly doesn't see it clearly doesn't yeah. see it and someone who she supports politically mm -hmm. you know exactly. she is a conservative Republican and she would want I think think that she would want to advise this conservative Republican candidate who at that time was doing really well in the polls. Mm -hmm. We just came off of New York and he didn't do too well. But <laughs> he's matching New York the whole time and that's a different show, I guess. Yeah. But um <laughs> But with with Caitlin though, I mean, do you feel I mean, Ted Cruz has to know that Caitlin has come out with these statements. You know what I mean? Do you think that he would be open for discussion? I think that if he was smart, he would fly her out in a heartbeat. I think that he would not be open. And I think that he wouldn't want to be face to face and have a conversation with Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. I think that it would actually like fundamentally change how he views trans people and how people view him and what he's standing for i mean his whole party and yeah and i think be... though like that is intimidating and that's really uncomfortable to change just like a core belief he mm. was one of the senators who supported the hero act the hero act is that was called yes yeah the hero act in houston that took away so many safety uh, concerns for LGBTQ people, which there are a thousand other issues they could have focused on and i think that I, I think that he wouldn't do anything to jeopardize how he views trans people because it's so core to him and to question that he would have to question a lot more about himself yeah and time wise we don't have that much time to oh my get God. through the books I know and you know with Caitlin coming out and saying she wants to be the trans advisor around the premiere of the show it created so much spectacle in the news mm -hmm. you know this is a person who's been in the news a while you know she's been Kardashian adjacent it's the publicity tea from E that sounds mm -hmm. like a really like easy way to get some publicity for the season premiere I know Know. And hopefully with all the press that's out there, all the issues and all the things that have been said, you know, I just feel like, again, I feel like there's more that she can do. Yeah. There's more that she can do. And I feel like she is a motivational speaker, so she knows how to get people to listen to what she's saying. And I feel like she's slightly getting into that role. I agree. You know? And like Kate Bornstein said, we've come such a long way from the God bless America, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah, that was, those were 10 days. Yeah. I'm glad they're behind us. Yeah. And like, we have to give Caitlin credit for realizing that she is imperfect mm -hmm. and to like build this team of trans people uh, from the Kate Bornsteins and the Jennifer Finley Boylans to the Zacharys and the Ellas. Yeah. Like to have the um, humility 
to be able to do that than to say, I'll just do it on my own. That's pretty huge. You know, when I was seeing all of them together and I was just looking and thinking back to Kardashian episodes, it also makes me happy that not only is Kate really educated now and has all the knowledge thanks to these women, but he also has his group of friends. You know, having all these women as your friends and just being happy and being in your own skin, yeah. being your own truth, it's great. It's it's amazing. Mm -hmm. And I mean, obviously we're only able to like judge the friendships based on what we're seeing on TV in the show, but I feel like it's just like a lasting thing. Yeah, it's organic. All the girls seem really real. Nobody they, is trying yeah. to. Yeah, they get along. They're able to have hard conversations. But more than that, I think that the supporting cast of girls feel accountability mm -hmm. in shaping and creating the Caitlyn Jenner who the world sees. And I think that that is going to last for far longer than the show. Definitely. Yeah. And we saw them, you know, in Houston. The road trip continued. <laughs> Going to the churches and the services. Um, we didn't actually see the church, but we saw that it happened. Mm -hmm. And, you know, when people see... A lot of people... I, I don't want to like bash middle America and as like the stereotypical uh, we live in LA and we're perfect and we're liberal because not everyone in middle America is conservative but you know the stereotype the stereotype of middle America mm -hmm. a lot of them don't know trans people or they don't know openly trans people and I think to be able to have a conversation to see how lovely some of these girls are and to see how non-threatening they are, mm -hmm. I think that's going to change their lives. It is. And I feel like, you know, now with it in your face on TV, on E, one of the biggest networks, this is only going to, you know, give more exposure to other people out there that, you know, I feel like with gay rights, too, we kind of were in that you know those years where it was a lot tougher. And nowadays we're just in a whole new place. But I, and I think that happened, though, because America has had so long to come to terms with it, with um, like that people who are gay and they exist, mm -hmm. whereas transgender is a fairly new concept for a lot of people. A yeah. lot of people don't know a trans person. And so while I make no excuses whatsoever for the state of North Carolina or, you know, the HERO Act, a part of me understands that this is coming on very fast mm -hmm. for them. Um, that being said, catch up. Yeah, exactly. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. why are you like treating these people like they're threatening? Because they're not. Yeah, I think with time. <laughs> I think with time, everything is gonna work itself. I know that there's a lot of work, and I know you know transgender people. I, I agree people, with you, but it, it it can happen faster. It can happen faster. I feel like you know with Caitlyn as being now kind of the face, like what you said yeah. of the transgender community. I mean doing other things other than you know like her ad campaigns and things like that i mean that's great but it's i actually think it's really great I think it's huge as a representation yeah. i think it's so great because you know signing a deal with h&m i mean who doesn't know what an h&m is who doesn't go to h&m and yeah. when you go in there and you see her you're seeing a trans person you're I agree. it's kind of becoming part part of culture um i i agree with you but going back to what you said about change will happen i agree it yes. will. And, you know, Kate Bornstein had that amazing line at the end of the episode saying that these are 13-year-olds coming up to Caitlyn Jenner wanting their picture. Yeah. And the 13-year-olds don't care. Exactly. They don't know that this... It, they haven't been, like, trained yet yeah. to know that this is a horrible, quote-unquote, thing. And, you know, those people will grow up and then they're going to become politicians and then issues will go away. But why should we wait for, like, this current generation to die off? I know. 
I'd um like uh, I don't know. I'm not sounding like high and mighty, but I remember four years ago reading Kate Bornstein's books, Gender mm-hmm. Outlaws and um a queer and pleasant danger. And it was the first time that I had heard of like the gender spectrum. And you know, Kate transitioned from male to female, and then she was like, I'm not all the way female, I am neither, and I am both. And I had to like, you know, shut the book at times and just like think about what she was writing. And I got it. So, you know, like just just educate yourselves and just know that it's okay. Mm-hmm. And if it makes you uncomfortable, that's okay too. But it doesn't mean you gotta like take away their rights. Yeah, exactly. And I, I totally agree with you on that. And I think that with Caitlyn being part of the Kardashian family, Kardashians are not going anywhere anytime soon. So, you know, we're going to, although it is the season finale of I Am Kate, um, we're going to see her in little pieces of the new season of Keeping Up on May 1. So, you (laughs) know. I'm so sorry. My mind just went to a horrible place. We're going to see her in little pieces. I thought it meant like a serial killer, like killing her. No, no, no. Uh, We're definitely going to see. They do do pieces and they do segments of her. Oh, they do. Yeah. So they still, the the family does go out to Malibu and. Did the new season start yet? No, May 1st. Yeah. So. (gasps) Oh, that's so soon. Yeah. I was following um, Rob Kardashian's story on Snap and um, they were at Caitlyn's. So. It's, it's nice, too, that it is the season finale and the family, you know, they went through a lot last year. And it yeah. just seems like everybody's in a good place. Good. Yeah. I mean, it's like sisters by blood, best friends by choice. Is that choice? Yes. I got it. Yes, you got <laughs> We've it. We've seen that ad every pre-roll. Um, yeah. While we're, like, wrapping up, too, I was really surprised at how affected I was by the ending dinner with the girls. Me, too. All saying nice things. And it started with Kate Bornstein and then and with Chandy just saying like we have to and we are incredibly critical of you but we have to tell you that you are doing a great job we needed that and i'm glad that we ended on that note because you know i was telling you the first part of the season i mean they were really going in on caitlin and i think jennifer boylan even said that you know there's no more passes remember that So I feel like they really stayed true to exactly what they were trying to accomplish with Kate. And I feel like they did an excellent job because the last season, the last season, I mean, the last episode we're seeing, everybody is all coming into agreement. Yeah. And it's amazing and necessary to end on that note, Mm -hmm. because if we went off in the world being like, okay, you know, you've done an okay job, but there's a lot of room for growth. Good night and good luck. It's just, it uh, gives people allowance to be critical of Kate. Yes. And it's just a good reminder that, yes, there are issues, but on the whole, wow, she's changing lives. Excuse me. Um, And then the last thing that affected me is just thinking about Ella. Mm -hmm. This is an 18 or 19-year-old girl, and she is so poised. Great addition for this season. Fantastic addition. And just to be around this group of women at that age and to see the potential for what you can grow up to be. You know, when Caitlin Bornstein was growing up, there wasn't... Like, I don't think the word transgender was even, like, in the public lexicon yet. <laughs> you know, it was, it was invented in, like, the 60s-ish, mm-hmm. so, like, it existed, but it was very much, like, transsexual only, and it was a negative thing, and uh, there wasn't better, like, PC ways of talking about it. And so she didn't have a single role model. And so for Ella to have these role models and then to have them in her life mm-hmm. face to face. Pretty much forever. Yeah. I, I I would gander to say that she can call any of these women whenever she wants. 
with an issue. And while I said like earlier, like maybe Jennifer Finley Boylan was like pushing her a bit, mm-hmm. maybe she was, maybe she wasn't. That's an amazing mentor, and she's at six of them. I know, and she, honestly, like what we were saying, she is a great addition to the show, and she has a great story. I mean, it's one thing if all the family was so supportive from the very beginning, but she's saying that it took her father some time to get a hold of everything that was going on. And they're still in the process. These Mm. things take time. Yeah, it made me really happy. And I love that Shandy also said, you know, we're not perfect. And, you know, it just kind of was a good way to end the show. Yeah, I'm I'm so excited to see what Ella does with her life. Mm -hmm. Um, Go to college, girl. I'm kidding. (laughs) (laughs) I I think that she's going to do huge things. Mm -hmm. And I'm so excited to see that. You know, we've come to the end of the episode. I know. Do you, the any, end of the season? Oh, my God. Season, potentially end of series. They haven't uh, announced anything yet. Is there anything else you want to add before we wrap up? I definitely appreciate all the women that, you know, were on the show, again, for season two, and just really educated myself, like, to all these things. I feel like there's more to learn and there's more things to do, and I was really appreciative of, like, the show in itself. Yeah, I agree. So seeing it go... You know, hopefully, I mean, we don't know yet, but even though, even if it doesn't go to season three, at least we have all of this information out there. We have this, you know, we have I Am Jazz, the other TV show, mm-hmm. but for this one in particular, just seeing six trans women on screen at the same time, sometimes mm-hmm. seven and eight, it's radical and it revolutionary. Is. And I think that's gonna leave a lasting impact. Yeah, and maybe they can add more people. Maybe they could feature more people. I mean, whatever it is to change it up a little bit. Yeah. It could, I mean, there's a lot of potential still, I feel like. I agree. Ah, it's so exciting. Mm-hmm. Um, Where can the good people find you online until next time? You guys can find me at Thomas Erlina on Instagram, Snapchat, Twitter, and Facebook. Cool. I tweet from Jeff Masters one uh, Char, who is here but couldn't be here tonight. She tweets from at Char Says So. Um, guys, we're not going to see you next time, but hopefully we'll see you soon. <laughs> yes. Bye. Good night. We'll see you online. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Bye, bye, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.